This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Welcome everybody to the last regular season podcast for College Dame Day. We will be doing a special edition uh, in January after the bowl games. Uh, we'll be kind of recapping the season as a whole and looking over some of the finales from the elite bowl games as well as taking questions from our audience and our listeners. So if you have any questions, be sure to send those in. We are on Instagram or if you know one of us, you can just stop us on the street. Happens all the time. So. <laughs> Um, I think yeah. I pulled a muscle in my stomach laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> I guys like that. You're welcome. Um, we are. We're super famous. It's almost it's obnoxious. The paparazzi out of control. People saw me all the time. The face for radio. Um, but like I said, last regular season podcast here, and we finished on a high note, you guys, with a Friday night win under the lights. Okay, I am a big fan of playing on Friday night. I'm also a big fan of winning. So <laughs> this was really the perfect setup for my weekend. I went into Saturday feeling good. I was able to enjoy all the games, low stakes, no stress. It was wonderful. It was nice. It felt a little weird, though, like that they played Friday. Like cause the whole day I kept forgetting. I was like, oh, yeah, we played tonight. Like, mm-hmm. it's Friday it night. Yeah, but. it feels like really high school, like Friday Night Lights. I don't know. Like, yeah, it is a little high school. But at least we're not in a conference that plays its conference championship on a Friday night. That's weird to me. Yeah. That was interesting. That was a good game, though. But yes. It was. It was. And the craziest part is that Oregon wasn't even supposed to be in that game. They went as like a proxy because I think Washington was originally supposed to go. And they couldn't because of COVID. And so they sent Oregon instead. And then Oregon beats USC and wins the Pac-12 so (laughs) yes (laughs) so it's like a mess as usual out there yes yes well not to get ahead of ourselves though let's bring it back to Nebraska um what were you guys most impressed with that game the fact that we had four turnovers and we still won (laughs) yes no I'll like I have discovered like the new way to do this um So I had to work on Friday night, and so the whole moving it back was not great for me. But because I was working, um, I couldn't watch it. Like, they had it on one of the TVs, like, over on the other side where I couldn't see. And whenever I did try and see, I, like, couldn't count and keep my focus. So I just, like, stopped trying to um, because it was very distracting. But my phone was, like, blowing up about all the, like, turnovers and fumbles from, like, all you guys and just everybody And I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to like check in (laughs) to my phone or anything. And then it's like, I check the score at the end. I mean, I I was at the end, I was like a little checking in once in a while. And then I just check it at the end. I see we win and I have it taped. And then I can just go and all those fumbles that you guys were like freaking out about. I just chilled and like ate my popcorn while I watched them and I didn't have any cares. It's the way to go. There you go. So maybe then, if you could stop watching the games, maybe that's the problem. Maybe we need you to just not watch. And then happen. I just either delete it and I never have to waste my emotional energy on anything, or I can relax and enjoy it. That is that is one way to watch it. 
I mean, and thankfully, too, it was Rutgers. So even though we were turning the ball over a lot, I like never completely lost hope that we could get back in the game. So I was like, they're pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they're bonus. not as bad as a normal Rutgers team. Like, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, Rutgers almost beat us. But, like, there are Rutgers that, like, play, so like, what? They've won some games this year. Yeah, yeah they, they won some games. They won. They had more wins going in than we did. So yeah, yeah. Yep. So they're not like Rutgers. Rutgers. They were like a little bit better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised when I was watching it. I did feel like we were pretty evenly matched. Yes, it really was. Which was surprising in a bad way, but like to have four turnovers and still win makes me think that we were the better team. So See, I don't, I don't think that like we were that evenly matched. Like if Adrian doesn't fumble that time when he like flips on his head and neck and like, you know, we score that drive and then we scored, like if we score those drives that we have the turnovers, I, I don't, I mean, obviously the score was fairly close at the end, but like mm-hmm. as far as the tools that we have, I don't think, we were that evenly matched. Like, I think we we're like clearly the superior team, but we just didn't play like it, which has been our problem all year long. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they were with, and I got a text from Michael. So clearly he's listening to us outside the door. I told you people recognize us on the street. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your own husband. Is own husband. Not people. Um, okay. Again, okay. so Red World, the starting quarterback was out and they had a bunch of other people out as well. So they were kind of, I mean, really this game was like, the beat up hobbled like tired masses against the beat up hobbled tired mass. Like that's literally yeah. what this game was. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that we could have a win. Obviously Martinez got the start. Um, this was a stat that surprised me. We were talking about it yesterday a little bit, but, and if you take away the, the turnovers, which I know you cannot, but from a mm-hmm. stat perspective, Adrian Martinez went 24 for 28 for 255 yeah. yards. Like that's it. If you would minimize the mistakes, Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good offense right there. So it's I just, think that's what I just said. I was giving the stats to to back it, Amy. I agree. Okay. Yeah, he. Yeah, if you take away the fact that he can't hold on to the ball, yes, he did have a really good game, and he also had several accurate deep throws. So I thought he looked on as far as accuracy was concerned. But the dropsies just plague him. I don't know what it is um, because even when he was I running. Do. Have you seen the way he runs with yes, the ball? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Even when he didn't fumble, the way he holds the ball and he runs, it just makes me like lose my mind watching it. I'm just like, stop that falling. It's happening. I know. I'm like, it's about to happen again. Like you can see it coming. That's why I like, and I've learned this little trick when I play Madden with Caden. I always run my quarterback out of bounds um, as soon as I get the first down because quarterbacks always fumble in Madden, like especially if you get hit sticked. And so it's like, that's what I cheer for when I see it on the field. I'm like, just run out of bounds, Adrian, yeah. please go out of bounds. He or like, did go down. do that. He did start like in the second half. I did notice that happening. Like he was hightailing it towards the side. <laughs> like, really? And I was like, no, I think the coaches told him to do that because I remarked on it during the game. I was like, Oh, I'm sure someone told him to do that because it made me feel better. I'm sure it made but like, coaches feel better. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you realize you have a problem running with the ball, like, and it's something you can't fix, like it's just a habit or something, then yeah, use your head, run out of bounds or just like 
go down, do that slide that mom hates after you picked up a first <laughs> down, just go down, go down yeah. to the ground and save yourself. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the other reason why he should also have been protecting himself a little bit more is because we really did not have a backup quarterback. Um, we were like, mm, we we're watching the game, you know, obviously Martinez was playing, but we we're like, I wonder if Luke will get a, get in the game. And then we see him like on the silent line, like not even suited up. So I'm assuming like, he yeah. was injured. I have a question though. Is like Scott Frost trying to keep Logan Smothers like completely under wraps or is he just like that just not ready for a game time situation? Like, because he could have played every single game this year and not used an eligibility. So I just, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question, though. I love that. I'm like, so was Luke injured? And he's like, well, I have a question. (laughs) Then we like completely went off on that ride. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even. I don't know. Is he? I don't know. That's why I was asking the question. He got injured in practice. Okay. Okay. It's his like throwing arm or something. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Important. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I don't know why Smothers. Maybe. Maybe he's just sitting back learning the offense a little bit more. Maybe having three quarterbacks was too much. And I don't know. I have no idea. But someone who did look really good, um, kind of a breakout game, Dedrick Mills looked awesome. He did. He had a great game. Glad we could get him involved. Yeah, yeah. but it's like, it's the last game. It's like, gosh, why couldn't we have done this? Like, yeah, but I mean, it's better, like, to go out on top, <laughs> yeah. in a sense. <laughs> but he had, he had a game like this last year, and it was, like, third game in or something. And then his play after that was, like, I, I think it, like, gave him some confidence. And uh-huh. so it's just sad to me that he hit his stride, like, when it's yeah. all done. Yeah, I feel like we probably have a lot He's of like going out on a like, high note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I feel like if a lot of them could just get over that hump, you know, and gain the confidence, like I do think it would have been helpful to have more games than we had this year for that reason. Yeah. Well, uh, we do have an opinion again from from one of our fans. And they said in regards to Logan Smothers, quote, you don't throw a true freshman quarterback in on a bad team in a throwaway season. If you kill his confidence, you may ruin him. He likely won't play much next year either with our schedule. So those are the kinds of opinions we're looking for next week, you guys. Okay. <laughs> we did it last year with Luke, so I'm just a little curious. Yeah. Well, opinions abound on that one. Um in terms of a bowl game, so obviously we know that the requirement of being having a winning record was thrown out the window um, this year, but it seems like Nebraska, along with a handful of other teams, have opted out of playing. What do you guys think about that? Right decision? Agree with the decision? Don't like it? I mean, I don't. haven't seen their families in, like, yeah. how long? I don't blame them at all. Like, they got to win. We're going out on high note. Yeah, like. If, like, am I disappointed? Did I want to see a bowl game? You know, yeah, I would like to see him play. But now I don't have to, like, worry about who we're going to play. Or, like, I don't know. People getting hurt. I just, it's just, like, it was their call and they made it. And I'm just going to support it. And I feel like Scott has, like, looked older and older every single post-game interview that he's been in. And I feel like one more, like, bad one could kill him like he's had a rough year with his dad dying and just everything going on I'm just like give him a break if they want one that's fine I have a question do you guys think it has to do with the protocol that the Big Ten has imposed on all of the players 
Because it's really strict. If they were going to go to a bowl game and they had to maintain that, do you think that was kind of the breaking point where kids were like, that's not worth it? Yeah, I completely do. Yeah. I mean, Bama, number one, Nick Saban's sending his kids home for Christmas and then they're going to like come back and which I I understand our bowl game would have been a lot earlier than, you know, theirs is. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I completely do. It was like ridiculous, like the steps that these kids had to go through in the Big Ten this year compared to every other conference. And so. And have yeah. no fans. Like, I don't know. I, I'm i I'm okay with it, too. I mean, it does stink a little bit because we were always the team that's like, we're going to play, we're going to play. But mm-hmm. it's like, one, if this was a regular year, we wouldn't have qualified anyway. So it's kind of like a wash gimme game anyways. Like, so these kids have had to go through being, like, isolated since March and going through spring practice and everything. They all look just worn out, tired. You don't want someone to get hurt. And, like, someone on the Big Ten even said, like, typically the fun thing of the bowl games is, like, all the pageantry. Like, you find a week mm-hmm. early. You go to, like, you yeah. know, do whatever fun things. You hang out with the other team. You get these, like, really nice gifts. And, you know, you have mm-hmm. two to three weeks to practice. And it's, like, this year is literally, like, you have one week. You fly in. You fly out. Like, there's just no mm-hmm. – I don't know. To me, I'd much rather let the kids go home. Let them, you know – see their families, have a Christmas, have a New Year's. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm bummed, but I cannot blame them that they, they aren't going to go. So I don't know. I'm okay with it. I, I wondered too, at the end, there was a rumor that it was like, it's kind of a split decision on the team. The rumor was that the offense voted no and defense voted yes to play. Mm-hmm. And um, if you watch a clip at the end of the Rutgers game, they asked like some of the players, and both, like, Wandale and Adrian. Adrian was like, you know, we'll see. It's been a long season. You know, we're kind of tired. And Wandale Robinson was like, if we have to play, I guess we will, essentially is what he said. <laughs> and then, like, Garrett Nelson, <laughs> he's such, like, a goofball. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I hope we go. I love football. I love playing yeah. football. Yeah, he's like, I'm totally in. So, I'm like, it doesn't surprise me that that rumor could be true because it definitely yeah. seemed like defense was all in and offense was like, please just let us stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it kind of reflects, too, just the performance of you know, those two aspects of the team, like the defense played like they really wanted to be out there all year. And so, I mean, I hate that for them because I love that attitude. I love, you know, the fact that they love the game and they just want to play games. I would love to see a Nebraska game, but at the same time, like I understand this is a a different year and they've been through so much. I understand, you know, wanting to go home, wanting to be with your family and not wanting to quarantine for 21 days and fulfill all of the big tens ridiculous requirements and follow right. protocol. So I get it, but yeah, it's a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Well, the bowl games that we will be having obviously is our college football uh, playoffs. But before we get to that, let's recap some of the conferences. <laughs> no one cares. No, um, let's talk about the conference championships a little bit. So we already alluded to the Oregon USC game. Don't think there's much to say besides haha. USC was the only undefeated Pac-12 team left and they went down. So that took care of itself. The other game, Clemson, Notre Dame. I mean, everyone saw this coming. Do you guys think that Trevor Lawrence hurt himself or helped himself with the Heisman with that game? I think he helped himself a lot because when Clemson played without him, they lost yeah. to Notre Dame. When they played with in him, they found yeah, in double overtime. They absolutely destroyed Notre Dame with him yesterday. So I think you just look at what, and I realize there were other players out too, but 
he makes a huge difference to that team. And I think it was really highlighted yesterday. Plus, like Justin Fields didn't look good and Kyle Trask lost. So it's like, yeah, I mean, like I, I think it was his to lose from the beginning and like him being out with COVID and stuff. There was like, you know, maybe he gave like a little more wiggle room, but I still think he's got it. Okay. I will say the only turnover for either team the whole time was Trevor Lawrence's pick that he threw, but we'll get to that when we talk about the Heisman. Um, So Clemson obviously went on to win the ACC. We already talked about Pac-12, Oregon won, asterisk, I guess. Um, Oklahoma, Iowa State. This game made me so mad. (laughs) So mad, you guys. Um, Brock Purdy played like crap. Iowa State, in my opinion, honestly, was the better team. They really were. They controlled the ball better or like time is that like they played well enough to win and Brock Purdy just kept uh, just every time they're in the red zone. I'm like, just kick a field goal because he continued <laughs> to fix. Okay, because like I was at Kaylee's basketball tournament um, in the morning, like started like when the game did. And so um, I missed like pretty much the whole game. But it was like they were like Iowa State went down really bad early and then, like, the, I think it was just, like, was it a touchdown difference at the end of the game or something? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it was, like, if it seems like they came back and performed better than Oklahoma did in the second mm-hmm. half. But, um, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't watch the game. But I just, like, it's always, like, hmm, if you just can minimize a couple errors and not start off quite so bad, like, you could have won that game. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they did dig themselves a hole in the first half and I didn't watch much of the game just because it was on at the same time as Ohio State Northwestern so I was mostly watching that one in fact I missed the part where Matt Campbell um oh my god because it was very obvious okay so Oklahoma clearly jumps off sides yes (laughs) it was two different players and Matt Campbell was just livid and then he like runs out onto the field and then I liked his finger point it was like after he was done screaming he like pointed to the ref on the other side who's like responsible for calling that and did this like death stare with like finger point (laughs) and like he like stopped screaming for a second and just stood there like doing it and it was like I I, it made me laugh I really liked it you know what it reminded me of do you remember when Luke used to get so worked up that he would like hold his breath and pass out? Yes. I thought he was gonna pass out. His veins and like his eyes. Yes. Forward. Yeah. It was pretty intense. And then when he would, they went ahead and went for it on fourth down because you know they didn't get the offsides call. And then when they got the fourth down when they converted, <laughs> he was like trash talking the refs and like pointing again and screaming and it was like oh my goodness I've never seen him like that before yeah he was it was kind of embarrassing but kind of funny too because I'm like oh it reminds me of Bo Pelini yeah no exactly I mean even the way he was like gesturing with his hand like just like the pointing and like yelling at the same time it was like the exact same body language as Bo Pelini but here's the thing Bo Pelini did it like every other play you know what I mean when you only do that once in a blue moon it's more effective that's why it was like okay for matt campbell to do that because it's like wow those refs really I don't know must it was be okay dead. but it was more poignant because he doesn't yeah. do it <laughs> i thought it was okay i like that he's like can get that like you know it was an injustice was served like i i like that he got riled up 
Yeah, well, they were saying that the Iowa State guy needed to, because they didn't initiate contact, they needed to jump so that they could say they drew him off sides. Because I think their ref's argument was the fact that, like, you can... He didn't jump. You off sides and come back as long as they don't hike yeah. the ball. If they didn't mm-hmm. hike the ball and they didn't touch anyone. Mm-hmm. But still, I thought it was egregious enough that I would have thrown the flag. But anyways, I get it. That was... Or they should snap the ball to, to get right. a over right but that's which, probably what should have happened the, the first one I didn't think was so much because it's like the they hopped over and hopped back but they didn't like but the the second time he was like menacingly close to touching the and it, I don't know it was like I don't know mm-hmm. if he did that but yeah that's why I, yeah yep but uh I think it's sixth year in a row I believe Oklahoma won the big 12 so again nothing shocking there um big 10 again Let's continue the trend of yawn. Ohio State beat Northwestern. It was a pretty close game until second quarter and really even toward the fourth. Um, yeah, Justin Fields did not look good. And I know mm-hmm. they taped his thumb. I'm like, I think that was more an excuse. I do too. <laughs> he threw two interceptions. Thankfully, Trey Sermon for Ohio State, thankfully, Trey Sermon put the team on his back, literally, mm-hmm. and ran for 331 yards. I was really surprised at how close the game was and how low scoring it was. Um, But I guess Ohio State had a lot of players out. So I don't know how much that had to do with it. Because I don't don't think Northwestern is that good. Yeah, I I just don't think Northwestern is that great of a team. But but you know what Northwestern doesn't do? They don't make mistakes. They don't beat themselves. That's 100% right. Yeah, I was going to say in the second half, they did make several mistakes, which is why they lost the game. But they, you know. But they only lost by 12. Right. No, I know. And that I was surprised. Yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like this point last year, I was like, I thought Ohio State had a chance to, like, you know, th- like, go for it all. Um, mm-hmm. But now I'm like, geez, like, I don't even know that. I don't even know what they're going to do when they make it in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I don't that's know. what concerns me too is I'm like, they haven't really put together a complete game yet because they have had so many injuries and people being out. And my concern is I'm like, can they put it all together? Cause if they can, then yeah, I think they can hang in mm-hmm. with, you know, Clemson, Alabama. But if not, I'm like, Ooh, this is nah, not gonna be for them. Yeah, yeah. I could get up really quick. So I'm a little nervous. Um, well, We'll see what happens. Um, what do you guys' thought on uh, magically? I don't know how this happened, you guys, but there must have been new medical information. That's what must be what it is. Mm-hmm. Magically, the Big Ten has said, oh, no, no, no. You don't need 21 days. You need 17 days. Yes. So guess who gets to come back? Chris Olave will be back. Oh, okay. Well, that's not related, though. That just was a coincidence, Laura. Right. Totally. No, they just totally. realized those four days, there's just, that's, you know, when it magically... It's like how everything gets shut down at 10 years because the COVID doesn't come out until 10 p.m. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, you know, just how much we've advanced in the last couple months that we can, you know, make that medical decision for our students. We haven't, we've advanced four days worth. That's, that's what we've advanced. So. Yep. Yep. That's great. Yep. Well, Um, you know, but it's all in the interest of keeping players safe. Safety. Safety is fun. Right. Safety is fun. Yep. So I'm just, I'm so glad that that has happened. Um, and yes, not, not surprising there. Uh, the last game we'll talk about the American conference, just because Cincinnati did win. Barely. Um, barely that's true. Again, they won on like a last second field goal again. Um, 
But alas, we will talk about the college football playoffs. They did not make it in. Not shocking. Um, <laughs> what? So, I didn't. I know. So close. Sorry, Desmond. Um, although in all, in all fairness, though, I think Desmond picked it before the Big Ten got back in, but still they wouldn't have because I think we would have had a different number three team. Anywho, college football playoffs came out today. Do you guys think they got it right? No. Okay. I mean, uh, you can't, you can't like, here's the thing. If Notre Dame had played Clemson close. Okay, uh fine. They got killed. They did. They got killed. No one wants to see that again. They're going to be playing an even better team in Alabama and they're going to get killed by even more. It's going to be like the last time they played them in the national championship. Everyone's going to be bored by halftime and turn the game off. It's so stupid. So who would you have put in as your fourth team? Well, here's the thing, and I hate to say it, uh-huh. but what? Cincinnati? <laughs> no, absolutely okay. not. Okay. Like, if you could barely beat Tulsa, you don't have a prayer at Clemson or Alabama. But to me, Texas A&M has a better record, okay? they Their only loss is to a the number one team, whereas Notre Dame lost to, you know, number two. And this might not be perfectly fair, but when you lose games earlier in the season— Mm-hmm. You should have it. It's different than losing the day before. You know what I mean? To Clem, like okay. Notre Dame lost yeah. the day before. It's like yes, they got beat. You know, pretty bad. But it's like when it's so far before, mm-hmm. like then it. It's like maybe they, you know, got better because they beat Florida and Florida almost beat Bama. And I know you can't always do that matchup, but it's just like they. Yeah. More of an interesting situation than Notre Dame playing again it's just like yeah it's just it's the problem is with that is you're putting Texas A&M in the fourth spot and then we we've already seen Alabama Texas A&M like I I realized it was earlier in the season but we have seen that game and it was a blowout and so no one wants to watch them get destroyed by Alabama again but in all fairness they had a they had a little guy on their team called Jalen Waddle so if Texan and what it got the benefit of like Notre Dame got the benefit of playing Clemson without Trevor Lawrence, who was the number one player. And mm-hmm. if Texas A&M got to play Bama without Jalen Waddle. You can't say that game's going to be the same now when that happened so long ago. You know what I mean? Like you can't just say, Oh, because that already happened. Mm-hmm. Like Notre Dame shouldn't get this chance just because they, you know, haven't played Alabama. Like, no, they just lost to a team in the playoffs. So they, that's it. Sorry. Like, the only reason they even won that game was because Trevor Lawrence was out. And they played, like, lights out. Like, they're not going to play. And then this whole, oh, we just we just had one bad game. We should be penalized by that. Yeah, you know how many teams are penalized by one bad one bad night? Yeah, that's light. That's football. Sorry. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of putting Notre Dame in either. It's just I don't have another team that I feel like would compete. Like, I feel like whoever we Coastal put in at Carolina. that Okay, maybe. I guess it would be interesting. But I'm just like, whoever you put in at that fourth spot, I think is going to get killed. Yeah. So, it, to me, is kind of a moot point. I would, on a personal level, like to keep Notre Dame out just because of that comment that they made before the game where – um, Brian Kelly is like, well, if it's played at the Rose Bowl and they don't allow families, we're just going to boycott. And I'm like, okay, Good. great. Bye. 
next team up then like if like it was so presumptuous like they're so elitist and and they're I was thinking the same thing I'm like if Alabama had said that or something it'd be like okay that's arrogant but like you've kind of earned you know the right to be like that but it's like Notre Dame like really you you just jumped into a conference like you didn't they didn't have to let that happen. So you should be grateful for that. You just lost. Well, I mean, they hadn't lost at the time, but it's like, you need to be like one of those little beggars on the floor, like scrambling for scraps that people throw to you. You need to be that person instead of like making demands. Yeah. Well, it was just like, they hadn't even played the game yet and they were already so arrogant and assume like assuming that they were going to get into the playoff that I was like, I would love to see the committee punish them for that and just be like, (laughs) Oh, well, don't worry about boycotting Notre Dame because you're not even in. Well, but did you were know. talking today at the thing. He was like, like basically because of their his comments. Like that's why he was like, we're just so grateful that they they took everything into consideration of like what we said and like you know just like basically like you know we deserve that. And it, I don't. Yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. of his face. <laughs> that's, okay well, that's nice um here's here's the other thing i really do think it kind of is a coin flip between notre dame and texas a&m i probably would have given the default which this kills me because i know i hate sec bias but if you look at strength of schedule texas a&m is harder than notre dame's mm-hmm. but i will say on the other side had and i know you can't because texas a&m and Bama are on the same side but Notre Dame got to a conference championship, so they had to play Clemson again. Texas A&M did not have to play Bama in a conference championship. Mm-hmm. If they did, they probably would be a two-loss team. They didn't have right. to play in a conference championship. So then right. that kind of gave them benefit. However, this is what I think they should do. Alabama is opening as a 20-and-a-half, I believe, if the line has not moved, 20-and-a-half point favorites versus Notre Dame. I say we take it to Vegas and say – you you run the numbers on these two matchups of the teams, and whoever is mm-hmm. going to be a high like has a lower uh, spread, mm-hmm. they should get in because what we care about is good games. Yes, I and like I that idea, Laura. Texas A and M will have a much thing. more spread. They, here's the thing: if we're talking actual best teams in the country, and I know they can't let a three loss team in, but I honestly think Florida getting into that playoff, that fourth playoff spot would have been the best like matchup. Oh, like I know they just played Alabama. So it's like, blah, but like if they had could somehow play like one of the other two teams, like I think, I think they're better than Texas A&M. I think I it was too. a fluke that they it lost was. to them. Yes. Um, I think it was a, like a fluke that they lost. Cause who else did they lose to? Um, they lost by LSU. a shoe to LSU. To LSU. What did it? That, that was a fluke as well. I think. That's what did it. And and then they, like, played Alabama. I mean, they ran out of time there at the end. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't get the onside kick, but they lost by, you know, one. T- it was a good game, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was very close. It was way closer than I was expecting. Yeah, but Florida, and I'm sorry. They even got yeah, down have early, a team in, so They just, they shot themselves. Literally, they shot themselves in the foot or they threw a shoe, essentially. So yeah. That's why they, it's like the, the playoffs aren't necessarily – the four best teams in the country because it's like right well it's and hard to have the four best when you don't have a ton of crossover like mm-hmm. conference crossover you know but even season, when you so. do they still don't get the four best so it's like that's yeah. why they should expand i think eight they, they could. should do a mark madness no i'm just kidding yeah 
900 <laughs> games. That would be so fun. People that suggest like a 16 or whatever, I'm like, you're crazy. But if you just go to an 18, that just adds one game for all of them. Just one. So it's yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they really couldn't do that this year just because of how late everything started in COVID. But I'm not opposed to expanding it, you know, next year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be fun. We'll see. I think everyone in general is just kind of indifferent and annoyed because we're l- literally seeing the same matchups every year. Clemson, yeah. Ohio State, Alabama is going to be Notre Dame. It's probably going to be Bama, Clemson again. Mm-hmm. Like, w- let's let's just blow up the fourth spot and just put someone crazy in there. Get yeah. the best players from all the rest of the teams that want to play and put them on one team. <laughs> yes. Have I have like a, um, a hodgepodge team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that would be way more interesting than like pretty much anything that's going on right now. So yeah. just, just for the one final spot, do that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So that would well, be so fun. Let's pitch it. Ideas abound. You guys ideas abound. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Heisman. Um, I I would argue it's probably down to two people. Um, mm-hmm. I think Justin Fields kind of uh, lost that. Yeah, uh, I think so. Unless, yeah. You know I, what upsets I, me a little bit is that, like, Florida, the reason Florida lost is because of Najee Harris. Like, they couldn't stop him to save their souls. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, like, I mean – He's mentioned in Heisman talk, but he everyone knows he's not going to win. And it's yeah. like, it's annoying to me because like, to me, he's done more work this year than Trevor Lawrence has. Yeah. yeah. The, other, the other player that I feel like is just starting to enter the conversation, but he's played really well almost all year is Devontae Smith because he went in for when Waddle was hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. has been unbelievable also Kyle Pitts I guess that's another name that has been mentioned a couple times don't think he really has a chance but both of those players I think are very deserving to at least be in the conversation yeah Pitts by the way is uh going pro so you guys saw that that. Um, here's what I'll say I actually think if you look at the to use the CFP's word the body of work I think it needs to go to Mac Jones and again I hate saying this SEC but Tra- Trevor Lawrence, to me, the reason why he's getting the nod is a little bit of his performance from previous years. Like That has kind of carried him, which I'm like, that's not what you're picking. You're picking the best this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think Trevor Lawrence is more of an electric player. So he has a little bit more of that flash to him. Where Mac Jones is just a very, we kind of talked about this earlier. He's, I wouldn't say he's, he's just maintenance, but like mm-hmm. he is not flashy. Like he is just consistent no. and he has star thing. players around him. So I think Trevor Lawrence is going to get it. I don't personally think his body of work this year, he should. I don't think Mac Jones should. Okay. He, like, exactly. It's the people around him. If you put him on like our team or something, he doesn't ever do a thing. Um, but Trevor Lawrence also has stars around him too. He yeah. does. But if you put Trevor Lawrence, like he can create some plays by himself with right. Mac Like I, I, I agree. There's like you know Pitts, Najee Harris, people like that. You know, should have like a should be challenging Trevor Lawrence, but not Mac Jones. Okay, I I think Mac Jones and Kyle Trask both like understand Kyle Trask because his team lost, and the Heisman is about a quarterback on a winning team, like that's probably taken him out of the conversation. But Mm -hmm. I think both of those quarterbacks have played 
really well, very consistently all season long. And, you know, they do have a lot of talent around them, but that shouldn't take away from the way that they've gone out and not made mistakes and have made big plays and all of that too. I just think that's part of what goes along with the Heisman. You know, you have to be on a winning team to look good. (laughs) I don't know. It's just part of it. But here's a question for you guys with the Heisman curse. If you're Clemson or Bama, are you hoping the other guy gets it? (laughs) Well, yeah. But did the Heisman curse, was it broken last year? I mean, is it still a thing? It's, yeah, it was broken, but for the most part, it's still kind of a running joke. So, okay. which I think is going to happen because I think I do think Bama's going to win out, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to win the Heisman. So, eh, we'll see. We'll see. Might right. be to it. I can see that happening. All right. Well, let's wrap up with last week's picks. <laughs> Again, we only had f- three games because one of them was canceled. So, Megan, because we all agreed on the other two. You did take Oklahoma, so I hope you feel proud of yourself winning because Oklahoma did. But I'm sorry, you, Matt uh, Campbell. It's my fault. That's right. But uh, you went three of three um, out of the, t- the games left. So I also finished on a high note. Perfect. Right. That's right. There you go. There you go. Well, we obviously won't get Nebraska for a bowl game, and we won't have the most interesting matchup, but it, we're at least thankful that we got to have football this year. We'll still be tuning into the playoffs. And again, don't forget to send us your questions. Um, We are on Facebook and Instagram, College Dame Day. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.